Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture? Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lance Curve Show. This is a story that I could have talked about two days ago. And what I mean is that I was going to speak two days ago when it happened, the passing of talk show host Rush Limbaugh. Now, many people will say, wait a second. Why you want to showcase and feature and speak about some conservative right wing white man, Republican, who didn't give a damn about us, never cared about us? Why would you speak about this, Lance? Have you lost your mind? Aren't there many black issues, black African issues that we can speak about? Well, I'm going to explain why I'm talking about him. Okay. And why we need to always see the other sides out here other cultures of the races and how they support their people, no matter what area of expertise that they're in. Not to say that they are better, they're superior, but we need to take a page from their book, which is a book that was completed. That was stolen from our book. Let me read an article from the grill. It's a long article. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing. But it kind of paints a picture and then we'll get into it no matter how long this particular conversation is. This is from the Griot two days ago. Okay. And it is a black newspaper, a black online newspaper. They used to follow me on Twitter until Twitter took my uh, Twitter account down, which had 30,000 uh, followers on it. But we're going to build back up. My Twitter now is Scurve Media. Just make sure to get there if you're on Twitter and click on that and, and follow me there. Anyway. Rush Limbaugh, voice of American conservatism, has died. Limbaugh, an outspoken lover of cigars, had been diagnosed with lung cancer. Rush Limbaugh, the talk show host who ripped into liberals, foretold the rise of Donald Trump and laid waste to political correctness with a merry brand of malice that made him one of the most powerful voices on the American right, Died Wednesday. He was 70 years old. Limbaugh, an outspoken lover of cigars, had been diagnosed with lung cancer. His death was announced on his website. President Trump, during a State of the Union speech, awarded Limbaugh the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. Unflinchingly conservative. Wildly partisan, bombastically self-promoting and larger than life, Limbaugh galvanized listeners for more than 30 years with his talent for sarcasm. He called himself an entertainer, but his rants during his three-hour weekday radio show broadcast on nearly 600 U.S. stations shaped the national political conversation, swaying ordinary Republicans and the direction of their party. Blessed with a made-for-broadcasting voice, he delivered his opinions with such cert certainty that his followers, or ditto heads as he dubbed them, took his words as sacred truth. 
In my heart and soul, I know I have become the intellectual engine of the conservative movement, Limbach said, with typical immodesty, told author Zev's, Zev Shavitz in the 2010 book Rush Limbaugh, An Army of One. Forbes magazine estimated his 2018 income at $84 million, ranking him behind only Howard Stern among radio personalities. Limbaugh took as a badge of honor the title The Most Dangerous Man in America. He said he was the truth detector, the doctor of democracy, a lover of mankind, a harmless, lovable little fuzzball, and an all-around good guy. He claimed he had a talent on loan from God. Long before Trump's rise in politics, Limbaugh was pinning insulting names on his enemies and raging against the mainstream media, accusing it of feeding the public lies. He called Democrats and others on the left communists, wackos, feminazis, liberal extremists, faggots, and radicals. When actor Michael J. Fox, suffering from Parkinson's disease, appeared in a Democratic campaign commercial, Limbaugh mocked his tremors. When a Washington advocate for the homeless killed himself, he cracked jokes. As the AIDS epidemic raged in the 80s, he made a dying a punchline. He called 12-year-old Chelsea Clinton a dog. Now, I'll leave the link below. I just wanted to read that part to show you how outrageous he was. But the main part of me speaking about him today is the fact that he had the undying support of those who were behind him. The undying support, the fearless support. And he spearheaded the feelings and even influenced the feelings of those who were sitting on the fence on a political level. And beyond the political level, okay? Now, we here, here Rush Limbaugh and said that racist, whatever. Yeah, okay, I get that because I feel that way, okay? But he was shrewd in how he weaved his words and kind of manipulated the people. But they knew exactly what he was saying. And when he was speaking wrong, nobody came against him. Nobody who felt that way. And he had a talent to know and pick up on the pulse of the people. And I'll say this, for white folks, conservative Republican. He was tailor made for them and he was their voice. And it was amazing to see. No, I'm not. I'm not changing up and saying, what do you mean? It was amazing to see. I have the ability to pull myself out of who I am and see things for what it is. I didn't like him. I didn't support him. But we have to say, hey, it's like your favorite chef that you go to in this particular restaurant. You find out that after he leaves this restaurant and goes to another restaurant, you follow him. You say, well, he's not here anymore. I like his food. Then you find out he's racist. What do you do? Do you stop liking his food? I'm not saying to, you know, support him. But that doesn't mean you stop liking what he was making for you to put on your plate all these years. You just found out something that you said, hey, I like your food, but I can't support you if you're racist. Because if you're racist, you might be doing something about food. Huh? So that's how it goes. Now, let's turn this around. All I'm asking is this. Where, our, where are our Rush Limbaugh's? Where are our mouthpieces? We have many on YouTube that support the minuscule subdivisions of us. But this man had a whole chunk 
of conservative right wing white folks who are the dominant in American society, more or less. I don't know the numbers, but it's more more of them in America than us. And they were, were an army. They got together the power of voice, the power of radio. What are we talking about on radio? Now, granted, I must say this. Where is black radio? Where is black African stolen African radio? Where, where Where's the radio? Oh, yeah. There's enough radio stations out there that look black. But can they talk about the issues? There's so many stations out here who shuck and jive and play music and all kind of filthy music to sway our mind away from the issues. There's all types of black sounding and black looking stations that we suck on like that little kid who's looking to suck on the mama's nipple, but it's somebody else's titty hanging around their face. They trying to suck it. And we do. And we digest what they're giving us. And it's the wrong substance going into our system and our subconscious mind. So we're already messed up. Our media is owned by other people. And and those of us who are bold to speak out can't even get on YouTube and speak our mind because they want to shut us down like they're trying to shut this channel down. If you saw my stats. You would understand that for all the subscribers that I have, they're shadow banning and choking this channel. But there are other channels coming under different names. and They're going to have to go and find them. I'm going to make them work. It was bad enough. I left the country and came to a different country. I got a break then. But when their moderators found me by their algorithms, okay, there he is. Let's continue to tear down the channel. So yes, I ask for support. If only to share a video, if only to like it, right? That's all I ask. Anything else is on you and I appreciate it. But where are our Rush Limbaugh's who speak up for us boldly, who don't have a monetary agenda, who, who are not so caught up in what little subdivision that they throw out there, who are actually agents to keep us divided. What happened? What would happen if black folks across the globe truly said, I, I'm not this, and you know, this uh, foundational black and this Eidos and, and I'm this and black lives matter. And wow. Do we really count if we're so split up? When I see the ants working to build an anthill, they work together. They're self-motivated. The whole anthill gets knocked down. They start right away as though it never got knocked down. They don't get emotional. They have a unified goal. Yes, we may not all agree on everything. We may not be a monolithic people, but guess what? We're all catching it in the backside. Look, the oppressor doesn't care what we are when he shoots us down. The oppressor doesn't care what we are when he turns us down for that loan at the bank that we need to get that house that we qualify for. The oppressor doesn't care what happens when our credit is messed up, right? He wants it that way. He, he, he helps to make it that way. The oppressor doesn't care about what's taught in the public schools, right? The teachers don't care. And many of us don't care. Because many of us feel like we're hopeless anyway. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, they're going to be drug dealers and prostitutes and, and homosexuals and, you know, degraded people. And that message is given to our subconscious minds. Where are the strong voices who don't give a damn about white society, who don't give a damn or fear white criminality and white supremacy, who, who, who doesn't care about this system? Where are the voices that are bold who will walk away from this system and say to hell with you? Even if I deal with less, I'm going to walk as a man or a woman, but I'm going to speak the truth. Where, where are they? 
Oh, you know, we can't say that on this channel. They may take us down. Now, I've said that on certain things. I'm not going to sit up here and say, you know, I want to do away with a certain faction of society. I have weaponry to do this. No, I don't in actuality. But my, my mouth, my thoughts, my intensity, that speaks it. It's a very lonely place out here when you really see what's going on on YouTube from behind the scenes. But many of you don't know that. And I, I have to bite my tongue. If you really knew behind the scenes how people jockey because of ego reasons, how, how they're not really about this, how they're so fickle, frivolous, fragile. They claim to be about the movement, but they can't look beyond their own foolish idiosyncrasies, their own little damaged egos, their own little bit of pain. He said this, I can't. Oh, it's sickening. I don't care what happens. I'm going to do what I do. And maybe you may not always agree with what I say, but I'm not going to stop saying it. I'll be strong in my conviction until proven otherwise. Many times I've been shown something different. And I say, you know what? You're right. This perspective may not be completely right, but it's influencing me. And I have to go public and let people know, hey, this is what I said last year. This is what I said last month. This is what I said last week. But I have been enlightened. There's a faction of us out here who won't even bend and do that. Listen to some of my old shows. I've been consistent, but there are a couple of things that I may have said that I've evolved from. That's growth. But what I'm trying to ask you is where are our Rush Limbaugh's? Not that he's the standard, but who's the person who is that clown, I'm just going to say it that way, who don't give a damn, who'll say what it is that we're thinking about. Now, half of us are running around in fear, so we don't even want to hear that. Turn the radio down. We can't hear. We can't let them hear us. Listen to the land scurve. <laughs> but the proof is in the pudding. And I'm not salivating over the money he made. It's just that is a reflection of how much was invested in him. $84 million in 2018. I could imagine if I made $84 million, guess what I'd do? I'd take $83,750,000 and build something for us as a people, for those who have that mind, not just you black, you coming in, because that would be a mess. I'd keep $250,000 for myself. I'm good if I could make that a year. And I, I, I'm not going to say I'm giving away whatever. No, I would build something with very strict uh, uh, classifications and requirements for those who are the cream of the crop. So I don't know what he did with his money, and I didn't even care. All I'm saying is that money is there. And with black people, with, with, with the amount of money that we have, even just in America, it's just being taken in all different types of directions. I'm going out to the mall. I'm going to get these shoes. I'm going to the car dealership. I'm going to get this car. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go live with white folks. They don't, they don't like me. They don't want me to be around them, but I'm going to spend all this money to be around them so, so they can dump trash on my lawn. What if we pooled together all of our resources? Even if you don't believe in the radical factions within the group, let's pool our resources together and move as a unified force and we can work out the differences later on. But where are the voices that are going to help to lead and influence? Where are the cheerleaders? Rush Limbaugh was a cheerleader for the people who considered themselves in that particular 
uh, 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 area and p- political area. He kept them going. He kept them going three hours a day, five day, 15 hours a week. And I know for a fact, the majority of the people who love listening to him, they listen to his every word. Now, I'm not envious. I mean, I'm not trying to say I should be in that position. The black. No, I'm not. But where are those overall who don't have a hustle, who don't have this movement going on where you got to come follow me and give me this money or you got to be this and all the other people we got to hate on. And that's the damn problem with us. We hating on each other and pushing one over the other. And all of us are on a sinking ship. We're our, our Rush Limbaugh's. Because to me, from what I see, he was very, yeah, it was a business. Yeah, he was making money. But 30 years, where was he 30 years ago? 30 years. We're talking what? This is uh, 2021. So let's say 1991. 1991 sounds like the other day to me. And that's 30 years ago. Whoa. So I feel good. But I'm old in comparison. 1991 and it might be 1992 but around 30 years it's like from when i was 18 years in online i'm at 20 years but really and truly did he walk out the door 30 years ago and started making 84 million no did he know that he was going to be making 84 million dollars in 2018 but the money he got was because of all the work he put in for his people And he never stopped when he tasted, because I'm quite sure he was making millions long before 2018. But but that's an indication of the support that he had. And other people people were making money, companies, whatever, I'm quite sure. Probably made billions over him, and he gets 84 million. But what about the support of the people, and where are the people who are not afraid to speak out? Well, we know what happens in this day and age. There's this massive censorship. You can't say anything against the Rona. Or they take your videos down. You remember when I got knocked off for a week in December? YouTube channel was shut down. Couldn't upload, couldn't, couldn't post, couldn't anything. Super Chat is still gone for three months. Numbers are pushed down. They're punishing me for that. But you know what? I'm still fearless. There's other platforms. And I'll be making other channels. Look for that on YouTube. I don't need them like that. There are other platforms, but that's where the people are. Duh, business decision. That's where the people are. If I have a Frankfurt cart and there's a stadium close by, you know, those little Frankfurt carts that they have in Manhattan and, you know, the dirty dogs that they sell, a little soda, a little pretzel, a little hot dog, and they have them out there and they push the cart. You have baseball games, football games, soccer. So I go near one of the corners close to it to sell hot dogs when the people are out there. So say there's a big homosexual rally, some LGBT, whatever. As a businessman, do I say, you know what? I'm not going out there. I'm out here to make money. There's money to be made. I'm going to go. So when you do certain things, you must face the fact that everybody's not like you. But you have a motive. You have a motivation. So this is what I do. And I, I, I give credit where credit is due, but I speak on everything. I can't believe Lance Gerd talking about Rush Limbaugh on Lance Gerd. Even he, black man, he, he trying to get money. He trying to, he trying to appease white people. No, 
I could run behind them for the rest of my life. And all that I've said, trust me, it can't be undone. And I'm not going to try right now. I'm all about my people. I'm all about me. Even though some of my people are twisted, fickle, have short memories, are not really about it. I'm learning a lot about different people that I know far and close that they're not really, really about it. They appear to be that way, but they ain't really about it. They're not really about the movement. The only reason why they're acting like they're about the movement is really because they're mad that they didn't make it around the white people when they got the nigga wake up call. Now, it's white supremacy, white supremacy. Negroes wasn't talking about, about that years ago when they thought they were up with them. It's, it's, it's a, I've been doing this, y'all. I've been doing this online for 20 years, 20 full years. I didn't just pop out of nowhere as this entity. I evolved, yes. But even then, long before. See, I've been doing this when many who have recently appeared, who talked the so-called good talk, when they thought I was crazy, when they thought I was a nut, when they didn't like me because of the way I talked years ago. But now they're about that. Get the heck out of here. You never saw me running after no white women. But I repackaged myself in years. No, get the heck out of here. I've always been doing this. Go back down to the archives on landscurve.com. Go into the older YouTube videos. I've been doing this. This ain't a fad that I jump into because I'm mad at the white world. Because I realized that they didn't like me. Because I came in and thought that they loved me. So that Lance, he, he needs to tone it down. I've always been this way. And I'm never going to stop. And as far as answering the question, yes, where are the Rush Limbaugh's of black people? I'm going to say it with no shame because I've been doing this for so long. And I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm one of them. Try me. I'm not some thief in the night. Charlatan. No, I'm just that dude who's a servant for my people. On the ground, grassroots, day in and day out, a blue collar guy just like everybody else. Money's not my motivation. I just want to see my people free and wake up. Even though I say I'm through with seeing it, uh, saying it, hopefully things that I share and guests that I bring on will help people to do so. But the focus is not that now, right now. The focus is on getting with people who are awakened. Awakened. Woke. No, I don't say woke. <laughs> it's awakened, y'all. And we can forge forward. And it is, it's going to be where many of us, it's far and few between there's not many people talk to talk though. The dashikis don't have the afros even visit Ghana and talk to talk. But who has really been at it from such a young age? I know if you dig in my past, even though I had my little wild times where I sold my oats. I was about it. Living it, thinking it. And that's why I can just come off rapid fire and just say what I have to say. But I ask all out here and there are some. But where our our Rush Limbaugh's in the black community worldwide, who's not trying to hustle you, who's not trying to be on this popularity contest, who's not out here just to get hits. Look at the hits of my video. Five, six hundred, maybe two thousand, hundred, six thousand subscribers. Something funny is going on that shows me that we're doing something good over here. Empress Elegy, thank you for your help. Mrs. Skurve, thank you for your support. All of that. So many more that I can mention. Miko, Kim C, Angie Love, moderators, Jack Griffin. 
Miko. Did I say Miko? Yeah. <laughs> I love you all. We're going to go with this through to the end. Because this is something we live. This is nothing we tried on. And tried to wear this outfit now because we are pissed that white supremacy did us wrong. No, I always knew. I thank my parents for teaching me from young. I didn't have to jump around from one ideology to the other. It was always about this. My father, my mother, my community. And I thank you all who have invested into me, even if it was just someone who spoke a kind word to me in passing in Washington Heights, where I was born. In front of my father's shop where he kept his equipment because he had his own business. That beautiful mosaic of us that I saw from young. The fact that, yes, I did see heroin addicts. I did see people who snatched purses. I did see the numbers, guys. I did see the prostitutes. But there was a beauty about us that we had. There was a there was a common thread that we had. There was a line that we didn't cross when it came to the decency of our people. Yes, a person might snatch a bag, but you don't do that in your neighborhood. You might be hustling and selling some heroin, heroin, but you go down, you go somewhere else and do that. Didn't make it where it was a good thing, but at least that was a start. You think the drug dealers are going to let you take that church lady who came from the late service and has a couple bags of groceries. You think somebody else can come in here and knock her over the head? Even though money was hanging out of her purse. Hey, mama, listen, tuck your money in. Let me help you with the bags home. And she tried to give him something and he won't take it. And she'll still say, baby, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Yes, mama. Yes, mama. And he'll go back out there and do it. But there was a respect across the board. We had a fighting chance in the black community. We had unified, unified voices in the media. And I always say this, and I, it le left an indelible mark on my subconscious mind. Tony Brown's journal, Gil Noble, Bill McCreary, like it is, the Bill McCreary report. Come on, y'all. And many, many more. Black News. There was a show in the 70s called, 70s called Black News. You think we can have a show like that now on national TV across the country and across the world? Black News? We can't even say black anymore. It's got to be multicultural. It's got to be African-American. Where are the Rush Limbaugh's for black people who will say the damn thing the way they know that they have to say it straight and direct without fear? Yes, we do have some. But with technology, their voices are pushed down. Well, we got to keep on talking, even if we have to take a bullhorn and go in the street. To hell with their platforms. They knock me off. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be in the street. I'm going to be on the phone. I'll be on other people's shows. Look at that. Irritated genie. They took all his stuff down. But he has books and DVDs. Smart brother. And I'd like to have him on the show. I met with him last year and we, we had a short interview and I'm going to reach out to the brother. And for those of us who are the fallen heroes in broadcast media, in the written word, because the writing is very important. Also, we need to hit up some of these blogs and read what brothers are writing. What are they going to do? Knock you for writing? I know I have landscurve.com and there'll be a lot of articles coming and I'm looking for guest writers who are about it that we can showcase on the site. All you have to do is send me your writing. I'll put it up as long as it's something that's for the cause. And I will point traffic back to your blog, back to your site. I'm all about being fair. I'm not going to try to steal your stuff. I don't do that. This is what I live every day. 
But again, look at the media. Look at who controls it, the so-called mainstream media, and you'll understand why we don't have those voices. But there's so many people who want to get on. See, yes, I know how things are going on in the media, but I'd rather be a coon and get paid than be a radical militant, as they would say it, and speak some truth and put something in the ears of our children. That's unlike anything that they've heard, because when I was a child, my parents showed me things. My parents brought me books. My parents took me places. My parents pointed out things and they allowed me into their conversations. And I asked questions and they gave me answers. I was not a dumb kid. I didn't just get to a certain age and get knocked over the head of realization. Well, listen, white girl, I got to get away from you. I got to get away from the system. No, it was never like that. This here. Lance Scurve is something that was always the way it was from birth. Thank you all. Like, share, and subscribe. Lance Scurve here. On to the next one. Much love. Enjoy the song. I know you love the song. I brought the song back. Here it is. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God set Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell.
slave to America. We were living in the east by the Nile River. We were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes and slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. Tricks and lies, he stole America, the original owner of this nation. is cooped up on a reservation. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. To work the land, his back was too weak. He needed you, black man, so he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the worst, most grievous sin, to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery, to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a price oh my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven is a black man hell For the prestige, not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in concrete floors today in America. Black people who are living on welfare. Black people who can't eat. Black people who don't know no knowledge of themselves. Black people who don't have no future. I want to win my title and walk down the alleys, sit on the garbage can with the wine heads. I want to walk down the street with the dope addicts, talk to the prostitutes, so I can help a lot of people.